and welcome to today's episode of The Property Pod. Today I'm joined by Natasha from Styled Home Designs. Today we're going to talk about home staging. Remember if you're enjoying our content to follow us and to like this video. Um, so the first question is just tell us a little bit more about your business. Yeah, so um, I launched Styled Home Designs um, quite recently. Um, I've always had a background working in marketing and um, actually I realised there was quite a lot of transferable skills that actually made sense in the world of um, property and property marketing and what it meant to um, prepare houses for sale. Um, so it's quite new to the UK um, market. It's something that's really common in kind of Australia, America and across U uh, Europe. Um, yeah, if you're going to put your house up for sale, home staging is kind of spoken to um, in the same way it would be around kind of um, virtual tours or photography so it's kind of part of the course if you're selling your home um, so it's still yeah it's still quite new and relatively new in this market but so almost like an add-on to what you do with this stage and you have your photos done you have your video and this is like a little bit they're doing other countries as well they'd sort of style your home too and or you'd yeah. come in yeah yeah so it makes more, sense more about changing the way um, you think about how you would yeah. present your house for sale. I think, um, you know, in the same way that you wouldn't just advertise your car without preparing it and making it look its very best for yeah, exactly. photography. Yeah, it's do. the same way of thinking, um, which for some reason, and I'm not quite sure, especially with my marketing background, why it doesn't make sense that you would do that if it's your own home. But um, yeah, normally 90% of the time it's it's not quite there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can imagine that actually being the case. It's, it's yeah. uh, interesting as well when you actually do think about it. It does seem actually quite obvious. Well, yeah. actually, I should probably do that. The, the biggest asset most people sell, and they exactly. haven't prepared it. Yeah, excellent. Okay, thank you. It's okay. Um, what is the difference between home staging and interior design? So home staging um, and interior design, the principles are relatively the same. It's about making something in your home look nicer or fit for purpose. Um, so although the core principle is the same, it's really the actual purpose of what you're trying to achieve. So with home staging, it's all about preparing your home for sale or rent or um, student accommodation and, and so on. Whereas interior design is all about preparing the home to um, for you to make the most out of the space that you've got and it's more to your taste and your style. Um, so very much usually, particularly with home staging for sale, it's all about presenting a home to appeal to the most amount of people. So you can imagine that's very much about kind of neutral colorways, um, very neutral theming, something that appeals to all. Whereas if it's your own home, it's probably you're looking for something that's a bit more kind of unique in style to your tastes and so on. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I suppose you're going to be directing the design towards the demographic. So if it's sort of, if you're selling a maybe like a, a one bedroom or two bedroom house, you're going to be looking at first time buyers as opposed to you may have moved on there and had a family. So sort of reducing that kind of down so people can see how they could live there as their first home. Yeah, exactly that. And what you often find um, is, for, for example, if you've got a four bedroom home for a private home seller, um, they could have lived in that house for the last 10 years. So actually when they bought the house and they probably had a young family and so on, it was probably designed in a way that completely suited their taste and their style at that time. However, now kind of 10 years on and they're looking to sell the property, the audience they're reaching out to is probably a young family. However, the house is probably not quite designed or targeted or to appeal to that type of audience. So you often find it's just coming in, giving everything a bit of a refresh. And exactly as you say, it's 
it's looking at the demographic of who that home's trying to target um, and then making it appeal mostly to to that market. So at what point should people consider doing this if they're selling their home? When should they do it? Um, So I'm glad you asked me that (laughs) Um, because I think it's all about the preparation. So I think the misunderstanding and the misconception around um, selling your home and it's something that I'm working hard with the more forward-thinking estate agents at the moment is um, before you put your house up for sale is actually thinking about how you prepare it then. So um, rather than actually putting the house up and we'll just see what happens in two months time and then we'll go from there because as we all know as soon as a house hits the market um, it's when you get your initial influx of interest what happens after the first two months is is that if the house isn't quite reaching the type of audience that it's wanting to appeal to or getting the interest that it it was expecting to see um, usually the first route people go down is to um, decrease the value whereas actually the whole point of staging is that you're appealing to the most amount of people um, from the initial stage of marketing so that actually you're looking to reach the the highest potential value that the property's got Um, and yeah quite often uh, you know the house has been on the market for two months and then it gets a drop in value um, and then you used to go through the staging process it would certainly help however it kind of eliminates the point that you were trying to achieve from the get-go which is obviously achieve the most value you can from the property so wherever we can um, it's always before you even go to market so before the agents walk through the door um, before they've done any photography and so on because um, actually it's proven that the value um, of the property as well can often be valued for more if it's been staged as opposed to unstaged so yeah even before the estate agent is value it would be your optimum time to to consider home staging yeah I'd agree with that I think it's very surprising what a lick of paint and some you know different curtains and all these different things it adds a different um i don't know almost emotional feel to to the property and it's you know it's considerable you do get you do get a better asking price for that um so yeah fully agree with that there's other bits and pieces as well especially in the bathroom and kitchen making it look fresher and newer so people don't feel like they have to redo those uh larger areas of the house yeah. It's also a really good idea. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's often um, misunderstood that, you know, this isn't about knocking down walls or putting in new kitchens and bathrooms. It's actually working with what you've got in the property, adding a few tweaks, you know, sometimes that may be removal or adding furniture, um, removing kind of personalization as well. Because what I often find is that, you know, you have a house that's been lived in for 10 years and it's lovely that you've got kind of all your personal kind of knickknacks and photographs everywhere. However, when someone walks into a home, they want to imagine that home is their own and it can often be quite difficult if it's very personal to that person. Um, so yeah, I think there's, there's a stat that 90% of people that will view a property can't visualize it as a as a blank canvas so they they struggle to see what that home would be like if everything was removed and their own um furniture and their own way of living was in there so yes you will still still sell a house if it's not staged however you're probably appealing to that 10 percent of the market rather than actually if you can make it appeal to 90 percent, then you've got much more chance of one speaking to the right person from the, the, the you know from the time you go to market selling the property quicker and selling it for more value that's always the kind of yeah, ultimate it's aim what I do yeah. I think right move works in a way that the algorithm is such that it once it's been on the market for a long time you drop down pages and you 
when you're on that top page, um, that's that's your prime prime time to be selling your property, and you'll get the most viewings. So. Yeah, hundred percent. So um, right move, but also actually the way. If you think probably even up to 10 years ago, um, when people wanting to, to look for houses, they would walk around estate agents, they would talk to estate agents, they would have relationships with estate agents where they'd probably sit down and they'd kind of ask you a load of questions and you would talk through what it is you're looking for a property. That doesn't happen so much nowadays. As you say, people will scroll through Rightmove and their opportunity of seeing your house is probably one to five seconds of them scrolling. It has to be something that's gonna catch their eye. Um, so the whole way properties are marketed now, it, that you don't have that same you know relationship building that estate agents would have had before now, which is why it's kind of crucial that the moment it hits the market, it's looking it's very best to catch the eye of your prospective buyer from you know from that time they're scrolling through right move. Which to your point, yeah, as soon as you've kind of hit that peak, which is your first two weeks of the market after that's happened unless you are to reduce the value or move to a different agent you have no chance of kind of getting yourself back up to the top of that algorithm so it's it's really crucial that it's done right from from the get-go definitely i agree so based on that what is involved in the process what what do you normally do so um so i work with private home sellers so people that are selling their houses that are occupied obviously in their own homes um and with that process it's about uh, visiting the client um spending probably one to two hours in their home just really for me to understand um you know looking at it through the same eyes that a buyer would so very much my head is always in the mentality from the moment i drive past the moment i pull up on the driveway what am i seeing visually in terms of curb appeal because that's the first thing that any anyone would notice um, and then what is the home giving you the feeling when you walk through the door so i'll do a kind of room by room um, consultation try to understand exactly what it is that um, could be one putting buyers off or you know potentially not appealing to their right target audience and then from that visit um, I would follow up with a comprehensive room by room report um, and it's then up to the home seller where they decide to kind of undertake that staging process themselves I'd give them all the tools they need to be able to do that um however nine times out of ten with people being very busy and actually just wanting to kind of make the process as quick as they can for themselves um I offer a kind of hands-on staging process as well so that would mean that any of the recommendations that I've given in the report I would then carry out for the home seller on their behalf um and that could be slight remedial works because as I say there's never any kind of knocking down walls or reinventing the wheel but it could be you know to your point that it needs to freshen up with a lick of paint and so on so I can arrange those services for them. Um, it could be some decluttering that needs to happen so I can do that as well. Um, it could be that actually there needs to be some kind of removal of furniture and then I can place rental furniture in as well. So I have a stock and inventory of um, you know, furniture and accessories and homewares that I can drop into properties as well so they can almost be kind of perfectly staged for the duration of the marketing and then I can come in and lift all of that out once you've kind of, you know, gone through the sale process and you've completed that sale. I can imagine that being very useful for people that are um, property investors or developers that are sort of flipping the property. Exactly that. So, um, so another service I offer if you are a developer or property investor that's got an empty um, house as well what they're finding now again forward-thinking developers and investors realize that empty rooms or empty houses leave little to the imagination so often um 
you know viewers will walk into these homes and as much as it as nice as it is to have a bank canvas it can be difficult to kind of imagine where your furniture is going to go rooms can feel very small um so i would kind of drop in an, a complete show home so my stock covers a complete up to five bedroom houses or more if needed um that i can just literally go in and completely create a home from home from kind of start to finish so um everything from towels accessories beddings and so on you would walk into that home yet be it a very perfect home because <laughs> not everyone would live that way or we wish we could live that way um but yeah it would give the feeling and sense that that's lived in usually you find you get your best results from that because you're kind of at your optimum that you can go in and stage it yeah. exactly to the target audience that it's going to down to you know you've got a teenager's bedroom you've got a toddler bedroom you've got a room that's being used as a, a home office for example so um so yeah exactly that for investors and um developers as well it, it's a process that works really well yeah i can imagine that actually being quite good especially sort of you talked about the, the larger house sort of maybe the downsides as you I've got an empty nest now, converting those bedrooms back into sort of nurseries that people could actually envision that would be very helpful. Yeah, you often find, um, to your point, if people are downsizing, they've got rooms that have become kind of um, vacant, that they've filled with boxes or storage rooms. And people walk into those rooms and yes, they can see it's a room, but they can't visualise how they can make the most out of that space. Um, so yeah, and, and nine times out of 10, you're moving house anyway. So you're gonna to have to go through that process of decluttering, packing your stuff up and so on. So usually you find that if anything, you're just helping to speed up the process because people can start that, you know, that process early in, um, put that those bits into storage and then if need be, move furniture in that I can then remove once they've gone through that. So it, yeah, it usually works quite well. So we've kind of touched on this before, but just to, you know, go back over it. Do you think that the uh, staging process has a impact on the sales price? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's been proven by Right Move that stage houses sell for up to eight percent more um, than unstaged homes. So I think the you know the fact that you're increasing to um, a wider audience, that you're creating more of an appeal. Um, you know, estate agents when they walk through the door of a staged home, instantly feel its value as opposed to a home that they feel that you know viewers are going to walk in themselves and feel like actually there's going to have to be some work done before they can. Move move into the property um so yeah most certainly we see that um more often than not if a home goes to the market unstaged and then goes through the staging process and gets revalued um it gets revalued at a, a higher value as well so so yeah that's certainly proven that it has benefits to um to the sale value yeah i can yeah i i'd agree with that actually i think these things um make a massive difference because you're sort of the, you're, you're kind of creating um, almost like for the for the person who's come around you're you're making them think actually I can fit a sofa in there or I can I can fit some storage in there whereas if it's empty they may f struggle to sort of understand the measurements and we think like particularly in bedrooms how can I get a bed and a wardrobe in there can it fit a double bed and all these sort of questions yeah it's amazing especially um, nowadays as well with a lot of the new builds obviously um, open kind of 
plan living is very on trend um and because of that people love that whole open plan space but when you do have for example a kitchen a dining area and a living area in one space but what they're looking at is just an empty room with the kind of kitchen in the corner people really struggle to visualize how that space will work from them so um just some simple kind of staging and zoning and as you say actually it completely opens up that space it makes it feel a lot larger than the room is and you can often walk into a an empty room and it all feels very kind of small and um and that's exactly what staging does so you know dropping the furniture and creating what that space could look like and and helping someone to imagine that space is their home um yeah is exactly what it does for occupied or unoccupied homes yeah definitely enough particularly sort of if you're having um open day events um sort of being in marketing myself I understood more of the sales process so I'd sort of done a bit of this before selling my house and having that open day event and having a house that you sort of presented less so staged but more really well presented um definitely made a difference because people were coming in they could see how they could live there they were they were feeling sort of an attraction to the home and then you almost created a bidding war which is obviously quite advantageous for the house price yeah no exactly that and I think as well what's forgotten a lot of the time is um I think we touched upon it but you know buying a home aside from a car and a few other purchases in life it is probably your biggest investment and the emotional attachment that comes to that as well from a buyer's point of view is often forgotten from the seller's view and not particularly private home sellers but investors and developers I think you know a lot of time is spent in the bricks and mortar and the value that they're adding by creating a beautiful house that's finished to a high spec yeah, all of that's forgotten as soon as it hits right move and it hasn't been staged effectively or it hasn't been presented properly because actually, you know, particularly with new builds, you see them all the time that they've gone to market with either using CGI photography or even worse still, they've gone in with just taking photography of the kind of empty rooms with concrete floors and pink plasterboard on the walls and, you know, some some building um equipment propped up in the corner and it doesn't catch people's eye because you know as I said going back to that kind of scrolling the algorithm on right move you're seeing that for one to five seconds before you're moving on to um to whatever else is on the market and whatever else may be your competition so um so yeah I mean I can't stress enough first impressions and that emotive connection you know, people want that ooh and that ah when they walk into a home and if you get that feeling if you get that connection there's that to your point you know you you want that more um and if anything yeah if you've got an open kind of house situation um once a house has been on the market for the first week or so and you're creating that kind of demand and you know people then kind of get into that position well actually no I want it and I want to get my offer in first so it certainly gives it that momentum um that people are looking for it sounds very much like the house doctor I'm aging myself now but I can I can remember that the house doctor and her coming in talking about curve appeal I think she kind that race and I think what we what we have to remember as well is going back to um you know the point around people don't um don't view houses in the same way they would they don't have that kind of connection with the state agents when you're kind of walking around speaking to each of them and letting them know what you want you are literally just scrolling through a website um you know that appeal and the aspiration for 
aspirational houses now you know we're all on social media we're all on instagram we're constantly being fed these perfect picture perfect houses and people aspire to that as well and ultimately you want your home to aspire to that so if you're creating something from a marketing point of view from the moment your house hits the market that stands out from the crowd because it is different and it does catch people's eye um that's what people are looking for and in the same way um you know, if you're, if you're looking for a holiday home, for example, and we'll use Airbnb as example here, um, and I also do stage service accommodation, that works in exactly the same way. If not, you even have to work harder because something like Airbnb with, you know, um, with the rising kind of staycations and people really wanting to maximise on their UK holiday, when you're scrolling through Airbnb, you're not looking for those kind of bog standard homes. You want something that's different. You yeah. want something that's going to give an experience to you and your friends or your family, whoever you may be, um, be having that holiday with. So it works in exactly the same way there as well. So it goes across a lot of um, sectors that we cover. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are your top tips? What we, what are sort of, if you're going to go in a home, what are your like top tips for people to do and be like, oh yeah, these are what I typically have to tell people to do all the time. Yeah, so um, definitely around depersonalization and decluttering. So I think it's surprising um, how many homes you move into that, um, sorry, that I, I would view that uh, in their kitchen, for example, everyone's used that space between the top of the kitchen cupboards and the ceiling to store Tupperware or the children's bags or shoot whatever may go up there um and kind of worktops being cluttered anything to just completely clear that space so often as i say um a lot of that clutter is going to need to be cleared away when you move anyway so start that process now um declutter those rooms deep clean um the smell of dogs or animals or pets or anything like that it's amazing how off-putting even the smell of a home can be when you walk through the door so a kind of deep clean deep clean of carpets um freshen up walls so you know you'll be surprised um the kind of drawing i've seen on walled or scuff walls for example it just gives that impression that something's been kind of unloved and uncared for um for actually something that doesn't take a lot of time to kind of or, or cost for you to kind of freshen those rooms yourself with a lick of paint so i think go go back to the basics deep clean deeper depersonalization start clearing away anything that you can as part of that moving process and then kind of look at your rooms with a, a fresh pair of eyes and think actually yes it's been my home for all this time and you've loved it as your home but actually when you go to sell it it isn't your home anymore it's something that you need to present to appeal to the masses so kind of put a different lens on um to make you view it in that way decluttering is a big one i've I found looking at properties that if people had lots of clutter around i thought there wasn't enough room for it that my initial thought was you don't have enough room you haven't got storage yeah. and that would initially that just put me off because i just feel like well how am i going to put all my things in here i'm not going to be empty too small and it's amazing um you know even the the storage pieces that are available through ikea or storage boxes that go onto the bed there are some really kind of clever ways and clever tactics that you can even in a small home that has little storage that you can find a way to to clear that away um and as a, you know as i say if you've got space to kind of clear stuff away that you would be as part of that moving process anyway then do that now if, if you're not using it and you don't need it for that time then yeah clear it away and get it into storage 
So um, our next question again, we, we keep because we go off, we sort of have a bit more of a chat. We've kind of touched <laughs> upon this, and it's about um, staging empty property and um, sort of best practice for that really, which was quite interesting for me because I actually am a property investor. Oh, okay. properties. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, again, I think um, it's kind of all or nothing. There, the worst thing that I've seen is when you have empty properties that have been part staged. So you'll see a bed and you'll see a kind of odd chair in the middle of the room and it just feels very odd to kind of visually to look at through a you know for a photograph or when someone walks into the room as well um so again i think you know if you have got that opportunity and you'd be surprised as well at the the cost that you're investing to stage an empty property is often less than one percent of its value itself yet you're going to get that value back in your return because of what that, you know, that property that's going to wow from the moment that someone looks at it, the moment they walk through the door, the fact that particularly from an investor's lens, the quicker you can turn that property around, the less money that that property is costing you through council tax and all the other bills that come with it while it's left empty. Um, so yeah, I think if you if you have got the opportunity to stage it with your own furniture, great. If not, then certainly get a professional in and as I say, try it once. And I've never had an investor or developer that hasn't used the process again. Once they've used staging for that one time, they would never put a property up for sale again or to let again without it um, being staged or furnished. Yeah, I can yeah, I can imagine that actually. Because you don't you don't think especially Texas alert, sorry. It's going to come out really bad. Um, I can imagine sort of building firms and companies that are more sort of male-dominated being like, did yeah. a, I had an experience recently because I um, had an undercut in my hair and I went to a barber's and that was an eye-opener because the difference between a barber's and a hairdresser's. Oh, okay. And I think there's a thing there between the women such. I know it's probably really, really sexist and we should, probably shouldn't say in this sort of era, but I can imagine what... They wouldn't what people like in the industry maybe wouldn't think of and even myself when i was thinking about staging some of my properties have i really been thinking about selling it off i've been taking bare walls and i work in marketing so it's really interesting that kind of those different hats and how you then would perceive stuff you know going back to the barber's thing of hair being on the floor and stuff you would never get that in a salon <laughs> and, and just a complete ambience yeah and if you are appealing to um a large audience you want to sell your property typically as we know marketing the, the, the female will nine times out of ten make the buying decision yeah. so in effect you really do need to market more so to females if if anything even if you're selling um an apartment yeah. which is a sort of smaller property yeah, yeah no definitely and there's often as well a misconception that um, I hear it a lot that staging, you know, it's easy, you can do it yourself. And yes, you can do it yourself to a certain extent, but there's a reason why there's qualifications to become a professional stager because actually, one, you will know the tactics to appeal to the right buyer, but also the process of actually, you know, owning that furniture and um, being able to stage a whole house from top to bottom, having the correct furniture that's going to appeal to that that audience um you know that whole process as much as it sounds glamorous and as much as you see on instagram or these programs that you're talking about um it looks a very glamorous process trust me when i'm there building furniture <laughs> for five hours a day through flat pack or whatever else it may be clearing away the boxes taking them to the tip because they've got to be recycled um you know doing that process of moving the furniture into the property staging it making the beds steaming the beds putting everything out in terms of finishing punches so it really does you know 
stand out and make sure it's going to look perfect perfectly styled for the photography that process is kind of quite drawn out um so you know from from design process to when it's put into the property to when it's removed from the property the time it takes for that small investment that it's going to cost the investor or the developer or the home seller for them to do that one to take the stress and the worry away but actually to ultimately get you to where you need to be quicker and hopefully for more money um it really does return each time and the, the stats prove that as well so i think yeah there's a misconception that this is just for high-end houses that you know people have lots of money to stage perfectly that's a hundred percent not the case i've staged one bedroom flats all the way up to five bedroom kind of beautifully finished new builds and everything in between so the more that we can kind of educate that this is just part of the course of selling your home um the better because i think particularly in the market that we're going to be going into when it is going to become tougher and i hate to say this but estate agents have had it too easy for too long and i do think you know the market is going to become more competitive um and if anything we are going to all have to work harder to make those sales whereas that's come quite easy before now and the re and the way to do that is by standing out from the crowd and making your house appeal to the most of people from the start so i do think i think there's a big opportunity in, in what's to come i think um i think yeah people are going to have to work harder for it and i think as part of that this mentality on how you present properties to the market from the get-go is going to become even more important than it ever has been yeah yeah definitely i think um stamp duty did bring an influx to the market um, obviously the holiday and that kind of wave has continued it's it's been the property market's been very buoyant so it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next sort of um few months sort of everything that's going on in in the environment at the moment um, yeah. yeah yeah and also um some of the kind of energy efficiency um kind of regulations that are coming in hard and fast that are going to hit developers are going to mean all those costs are going to rise which are going to mean the house value is going to rise as well so you know before having a high-end spec finish yes that was great and people would kind of aspire to owning a property of that type but now those building costs as well are going to increase and you know being just putting houses on the market kind of off plan and expecting people to be happy to kind of jump in and pay that money straight straight away I think some of that you know that um competitiveness is going to switch to this the side of uh, in favor of the buyer as opposed to the seller so yeah i certainly think there is going to have to be a little bit of working harder to achieve those sales for the money that they want to be achieving yeah. them at. it'll be interesting to see what sort of uh, green kind of influences come in as well to the home in the next sort of few years you know sort of the little changes you can make sort of so to water usage and and having sort of systems in place maybe so the bath water feeds the garden and water butts and um meters and all those type of things that you sort of you see on homes um means obviously this is a bit out of your remit but solar panels for example yeah how yeah. that will then play into the house price and all that because i think these things are really taking effect now and they're more widely discussed as ever yeah. before and, and even like i suppose to to more to your point um styling a garden and you know, if if you've got a garden that maybe, for example, has a has a um, I don't know, a sort of rubble kind of area, maybe sort of we're planting it, and how would that appeal to enough with a family with children? Yeah. Because they're going to think, oh, when well, you can need to take them up, and you know, maybe just making a 
if you've got an area, I remember I'm laying some patio tiles down in an area um, outside my old shed, and it just changed the area because it was then like a patio area as yeah. opposed to, you know, sort of just lawn before, but yeah. it then gives it a purpose and use and all these little things, so, you know. Yeah, and I think um, particularly through kind of what we've all gone through in the last few years with COVID and lockdown, um, people's homes are becoming kind of more of a haven than they ever have been. We spend more time at home. I think rising costs outside of the home in terms of kind of being able to have those experiences and kind of, you know, going out for dinners and so on, that's becoming you know less frequent for us all which is meaning that we're wanting to have our homes in the very best condition they can be to enjoy it and you know to your point the outside thing is is really interesting actually the amount um i, I can't remember the stat off the top of my head but the amount that people spend on improvements in their gardens during lockdown um that hasn't gone that hasn't gone anywhere we've now all got these amazing gardens or some of them have got these amazing gardens that we want to spend more time in so to your point yes when you're selling a home don't overlook those outside areas because whether it's you know the curb appeal from the front of the house but also actually yes if you have got that outdoor space how are you appealing to the audience that's looking around your you know around your house to buy because that's going to become kind of you know a more important space than ever as well to have that absolutely i I agree with that um so gonna go and move on to some questions we keep touching upon these questions so i'm gonna skip number eight um because we've we've done that to excess now um can people uh live in their home whilst it's being staged that's a good question yeah no definitely so as i say um one of the um solutions i offer is home staging for occupied homes um so yes they can be in it it's not that as I said, this isn't about knocking down walls or, you know, high renovations. This is about working with what you've got already in your home. Um, as I said, you know, depending on what the recommendations are, it may be that we do have to remove some of the furniture that you've got in your home existing um, to drop some rental furniture in. Um, but yeah, this is done. I mean, usually the process kind of takes one day of my time to come in um, and make all those changes and then have the photography done, professional photography done to, to get you ready to go to market hopefully if you've done it at the right stage of the process or go back onto the market if you are already on the market so yeah um the idea is to cause kind of a little disruption to um your kind of your own personal space as possible yeah i think um moving in general and that that time when you do have it on the market i think it's realistic for um buyers to expect a little bit of disruption because you do have to sort of every viewing which is why the open days are good every viewing have to sort of make sure that the house is presentable and that does for a short period of time cause a bit of disruption um still remember it <laughs> it wasn't so bad because i've got ocd um <laughs> so i did quite enjoy the cleaning but i can remember like the kids being just like when they came in from college and stuff once just like normal teenage stuff throw their stuff on the floor and like and having to go around and pick things up and just making sure you know the, the home smelled nice we had fresh flowers in the house and all that type of thing yeah. so there is a little bit of that anyway so yeah. it's not something that by home staging you're sort of in you're sort of creating it's there anyway yeah 
no, definitely. And I think um, to your point, you know, yeah, there is disruption. Ultimately, you're having to have your house perfectly presented every time someone walks through the door. But um, I think as well, I think it's really important that I empathise with that whole kind of emotional cycle that you go through when selling your home. You are ultimately detaching yourself from something that has been your home for, you know, many years. And um, someone's coming in and telling you, you need to take down all your pictures and you need to pack away all your clutter and you need to make it look this way probably can feel quite uncomfortable for some people um i just think it's really important that you put yourself in the mentality that actually your home is no longer your home while you're going through that process it's you know turning into something that you need to market for sale so it's just kind of flipping that mindset really um which hopefully prepares you to ultimately make that move anyway which eventually is going to happen when you when you have sold so yeah makes yeah yeah you know these things are all all good things that we need to sort of think about a bit more yeah. think about the marketing of your home um we've got some questions here about deep cleaning which you've touched upon actually <laughs> i think a lot of these we've done but i suppose the last one on here that i'm kind of thinking we need to probably discuss is the interior trends we haven't really discussed that and what's yeah. kind of in vogue at the moment and what are you finding people are more attracted to now so i think um i think i already mentioned for home staging it would be it's all about appealing to you're you're kind of the most people you could possibly appeal to so to do anything kind of really out there and wacky um isn't usually what i would do in terms of part of that design to um to sell unless you have got something for example like um student accommodation when actually that's really interesting that nowadays to appeal to students that um that market have they've got a certain aspiration that they want to live to as well. So actually those kind of flat back, um, flat packed Ikea rooms, which, you know, look quite dull and bland. The expectation has gone from here to here for student accommodation as well. So you see quite a lot of quirkiness and, you know, neon signs and kind of bright color ways used in, um, if you're appealing to that type of audience. I think in general, um, in general, in terms of interior trends for mine or your home or anyone else's kind of home I'm doing in terms of just design for them to live in, um this kind of outdoors in has become kind of really relevant and again we've touched upon it already with kind of covid and lockdown and what that's meant to all of us in terms of kind of spending a lot of time outside but now kind of bringing the outdoors in as well so um house plants for example a huge trend in terms of having a house plant in every single room which i have at home and it takes me probably two hours <laughs> to walk to them there's quite a forest now um but those kind of neutral greens and calming kind of um colorways quite earthy sometimes quite deep colorways but you know um if not it's all about kind of keeping neutral and then adding kind of pops of color through soft furnishings and so on so yeah there's definitely a a kind of big shift towards that whole kind of outdoors in and quite kind of natural um earthy tones has become really popular and has continued to grow as well so i think we're gonna see that one stay for quite a while yeah i can i i've never seen cactuses so popular as they have been recently (laughs) yeah i can i can imagine uh that being sort of a bit of a trend i suppose a bit of a, um a, a follow-up from covid and being at home also wanting to expand on on that kind of outdoor thing when we weren't allowed outdoors as much so yeah yeah it's very really interesting definitely. yeah and i think you know as i said already 
the amount of times that we're seeing kind of these picture perfect homes on an Instagram and so on and kind of you know having everything decluttered and being organized and it's very much about um, the mentality in the home as well so actually having those clear spaces that feel light and airy and feel very much you know kind of natural with your your plants and so on it's not just about kind of decor it's about actually how that's kind of making you feel in that space as well so there's a lot you know being done around mental health in terms of actually how does that relay into your your home space as well and you know I think you sound like me in terms of OCD and having everything just so but actually if that's you know that's what helps you mentally and that helps you kind of you know um, set out what are very busy lives now then that's really important how you organize that home so I love a good cleaner. If I've had a stressed day, I always, always go for the cleaning products. Um, I don't smoke or drink, so cleaning products it is. Um, yeah, definitely, I agree with that. And um, I guess for me, sort of having a having a tidy home and having a space that I can feel relaxed and does bring down the mood. Sort of when you come into the house, and and so when people are coming into to view, having that calmness is is amazing. And I think people miss the emotional attachment when they're thinking about a purchase. You know, we we think about maybe even smaller purchases that we relate it to maybe to chocolate in this instance, you know, and what how and how that's marketed to you and, and what you feel when you purchase that. And then it's sort of same with cars. This is the type of thing you'd feel if you were buying a family car as opposed to a luxury car. And that goes into properties too. So having that emotional attachment is so important and creating that from the moment you walk in by the atmosphere yeah. and the ambiance is, yeah, I fully get where you're going with this. So yeah. hopefully, yeah. Yeah, no, and I think exactly what you're saying. That whole, you know, my marketing background, clearly, you know, you've, you're very much in that marketing world as well. I think all of that really translates into this world and I think there's there's a lot to be done in this industry and I'm doing a lot of you know I spend at least two days of my working month just networking or speaking to estate agents or um just around kind of educating around it's not a cause it's not a job but but just educating actually in terms of you know marketing property and marketing have a, it has a long way to go um and I think it's not just about kind of private home sales it is about investors it is about developers and you know there is this kind of growing trend around property investment and property flips and every time you turn the tv on there's something else about how to make money in property yes there 100 percent is but if you do it the right way and I'm sure people made many mistakes when they're doing that but if you can do it the right way and you would yeah. invest that little bit more time perhaps that little bit more money initially but that's going to return and return quicker and ultimately get you to where you need to be quicker I don't think it should be a missed part of the process whereas at the moment I think it it does seem to be that thing that people go oh it's going to cost like so much money to do that actually I'm just going to go for it anyway yes you can and you will probably still get to where you need to be but you could probably get there quicker and and yeah. ultimately earn more value from it if you put that part of the process in as well so I think that's saying what was it about um speculating spending speculate to accumulate that's the one that's what I was thinking of that's what I was thinking of that applies to this well um, thank you very much thank you for having me Um, Libby will be returning to your screens uh, very soon (laughs) so you won't have to me any anymore Um, not my normal habitat here but thank you so much for joining us and again just remember to follow us um, at Well Solicitors and like this video if you enjoyed the content have a great day Thank you.